Hey, what's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams. Hey, there I am. My chocolatey skin, milk dudded head is back in here with another YouTube live stream. Hold up. Shout out to the Coach Gang for being here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to Monday Night Crimson Capsules, the, the, flagship show of the red pill space the longest running episodic program here on youtube shout out to the coach gang for being in here hey brother this must be wrestling day today because this morning we went over rick flair the nature boy rick flair and his divorce all right and we dissected it and we came to the conclusion that baby boomers are codependent men who miss their uh, their mothers from the silent generation. The divorce rate of baby boomers continues to grow as we continue to breathe. So we, we're going to talk about that aspect again. And of course, I, I, I tear up all generations. I went in on Generation Z. I went in on the millennials. Millennials been always catching hell. Uh, Generation X, I catch They catch hell all the time. And baby boomers, I, I'm, I'm just, you know. This is what we do around here. All right. And, to, and and today, oddly enough, not even 15 minutes after I ended my two-hour stream, plus stream, on Ric Flair, Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. All right. Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan announces his divorce. As Coach Janamis would only do here. We talked about Hogan as well. These baby boomers are running wild, brother. All right. And so... Not even two hours, not even 15 minutes after I ended my stream, Hulk Hogan is on TMZ announcing his divorce from his second wife. Now, we're going to break this down. So I don't know if you guys know, Hulk Hogan almost deleted himself after his first divorce. That's how bad his first divorce is. And we're going to dive deep into his first divorce. Now, we don't know much about his second divorce because oddly enough, Hulk Hogan said he was already divorced and he's out here parading another girlfriend around and his fans caught up to him and they said hey brother they said hey brother <laughs> what is this who is this new girl where's your second wife brother and he said oh i thought y'all knew we're gonna read his statement in a minute but let's do this let's do this out here um even men who get divorced great the kingdom come find it within their soul to go out here and keep, keep, keeping on out here. They keep, keep, keep getting remarried. Um, For some reason, it's in their soul. And, you know, I love these guys. Pause. I love these guys. Uh, just so you know, I'm going to show you something. I have Hulk Hogan's book right here. I read it too. <laughs> All right. There's Hulk Hogan's book. Um, That's how big of a fan I am. Pause. Also, when I was in Tampa, Florida, not Tampa, was I in Tampa or Orlando? I went and visited the Hulk Hogan Beach Body Shop, whatever it's called, the Beach and Brother Shop. All right, so there it is right there. That's me standing next to Hulk Hogan. Well, the likeness of his Hulk Hogan. That's how large of a man, pause, Hulk Hogan is to me. And as you can see, I would probably get leg dropped and whipped into the ropes and catch a big boot by that man. That's a pretty large man. Pause. 
All right, pause, pause, pause. All right, so there he is. And of course, I'm not a very large man at all. All right, I'm a small man. All right, but I'm, look at that python, brother. Look at my forearm and that 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 python I got, brother. That can rival that can rival Hulk Hogan for sure. So I'm a wrestling fan. You guys know I'm a wrestling fan. I I love wrestling. All right, a lot of a lot of guys want to admit it, admit it, uh, but y'all watch more prawn than y'all watch wrestling. All right, so don't hear. I don't want to hear Nathan out here. I don't want to hear Nathan. I got 21. Look at that, brother. Look, hey, look at that, brother. Look at that. There's no definition to it anymore, but I used to have some size and definition to it, brother. But I got 16, 17, 20-inch pythons myself. All right, so anyway, let's get into these Super Chats and get into this story about Hulk Hogan. Shout out. Oh, my goodness. Shout out to my man, Linkston Cryer. Oh, my goodness. He says, uh, young black female addicted to retail. Pause. Shout out to you. Uh, young black female addicted to retail. Well, women be shopping. Women be shopping. <laughs> women be shopping. They're consumers. As I told you, that's a negative connotation. You're a consumer equals a parasite. Consumer goods. All right. Uh, they'll say the consumers need this. The consumers need that. And the companies will do all they can to get you stuff. All right. You're not a producer. You're a consumer. All right. And the the, the people who produce look at you like parasites. All right. But uh, the consumer oftentimes will give up their entire retirement fund to consume. Anything that you have ever been told was a consumer was never looked at as a good thing. It was always a negative. You are a consumer. Imagine if somebody lives in your house and you call them a consumer. Or do they do anything? Do they do any chores? You're a consumer, A-ho. All right, shout out to you. All right, so anyway, you consumers, why don't you consume? <laughs> All right, Swing Out Museum says they are serving F. Biden shots in Dallas, Texas. And shout out to Dallas, Texas, home of the 9th, November 22nd, 1963 original uh, haircut. Parting of the, never mind. All right, anybody knows what I'm talking about. That close shave. All right, anyway, shout out to, uh, hey, uh, as we know, hey, listen, tomorrow, there's going to be major, major events, brother. There's going to be major events coming up in the world stage. And so what's going to happen is there's going to be two major events. The first one is going to be, I think Russia rolls in. Russia rolls in on uh, Kiev. I think that's going to be somewhere near tomorrow. Kostradamus predicts. I'm not going to tell you where I get this information. But I think the tanks will march in. All right. So now the second major event is going to be timeline wise. Your boy, Joe Biden, will give his State of the Union address. Are you a freshman at the university? No, no. <laughs> you look like no. a freshman. <laughs> All right. And so those events will happen almost simultaneously, giving big, big, uh, putting major, major eyes on our boy, Joe Biden. That's why I played his clips up earlier front. And so he'll have plenty to talk about. Now, that's going to set up the next domino that falls. All right. So we're just going to have to wait on that one. 
Let's wait until tomorrow evening stream. I believe I will go on somewhere around the same time as the State of the Union address. So we'll be addressing these two major events that should go on right about tomorrow. Here we go. And then we'll have a lot to add to that. So anyway, shout out to it's David Baby in the building is a member. Swing Out Museum says, wow, I have been a paid member for four months. That's $3 a month. Has paid dividends. Join in fellowship with a brother. Shout out to everybody. Get over there and become a member. And hit the like button in the building. All right, shout out to Lee says, this is Hulk Hogan, brother. And welcome to Monday Night Crimson Capsules, the longest running, running episodic program over here on YouTube, my brother. CGA, brother. All right, shout out to you. Swing Out Museum says the free agent beat was booming, wasn't it? Joseph Jones described the state of the modern female. They want the authority of men, privilege of women, and uh, accountability of a child. CGA is at a mic, mic to simp. Um, I don't know what that is here, but uh, well, <laughs> I saw this young lady coming out. I had to go to Best Buy and get a light bulb. It's a smart bulb. And um, and um, she's walking out holding, carrying that she had these nice boots on. She had this nice matching shirt with her boots and me and another guy were coming kind of like she's coming out of the door and she's going into the parking garage and me and this other dude walk, just walk clean past her. <laughs> Is chivalry dead? Yes, it is. Mm. All right. Monkey Simps would have ran to your aid. You think I can help you take that to your car? Unfortunately, a modern woman killed this. Here, I am woman. Hear me roar. All right. All of this, I can do it. I'm just as good as you and we can do it. All right. Now, when the war is coming on, y'all want to back on out and run to the kitchen. And then when men walk by you carrying heavy objects and you're like, where is the guys? Where is chivalry? What happened to men helping? Nobody about to help your old chunky butt. All right. You strong enough. You can do it. We walk right on clean by her. <laughs> and the dude that walked by her, I mean, there was another dude that walked. He, he was closer to her. So he's coming down the steps and she's about to go up the steps. He didn't even let her go up the steps. He, they were kind of coming up the, down the steps together. He brought his ass right on down them steps, walked right past her. <laughs> I was like, get your ass out of here. And they said, yeah, I would try to rob her. No, I don't need no help. Why can't men help? That's one of those situations where they're like, men should at least offer the help. What happened? Is chivalry dead? Yes, it is. All right. Remember, I have that clip. Don't help her. It's all yours, ladies. So walk up there with your boots all the way up the stairs. Carrying that, it was like a computer, like a tower or something like that. And she looked like she was trying to struggle with it. Carry it on up. <laughs> All right, we equal now, baby. Somebody said that was me. Shout out, yeah, just he walked clean by her. He didn't even pause. He didn't even look at her. All right, that's what we're talking about, man. That's a hey, that's the world. That's the world that the womenist movement made. Now the ladies that want to say, well, at least you can help a girl up the stairs. No, 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 no. Then it would have been, he's trying to attack me or steal from me, or it would have been, all right, thank you. And then her boyfriend sitting in the car scrolling his phone. Okay. If you have a man, you know, like if, let's say she didn't have the, the, the product in her hand and I walked up, hey, how you doing, man? I have a man. All right. But then when they need help, they ain't got no boyfriend. The boyfriend ain't nowhere to be seen. Where you at? Where your boyfriend at now? Your boyfriend around? Nope. They always need help when they boyfriend ass ain't around. No, carry that damn thing up the stairs yourself. I could care less. 
Yeah, man, it's too risky, too. And then they say you assaulted them and, oh, maybe you just want to get it to get my number. No, 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 no. Walk clean old past. I don't help women in those situations. She could be, she could have been carrying a refrigerator up the stairs. I would have just walked on by. Walk on by. All right, shout out to Rolo's Pantene Hair Weave in the building. Shout out to you. Angel Martinez says, yeah, you were right, Coach. The World Economic Forum wants to implement a social credit score. Not in the way you mentioned, no. He says past actions, criminal record, income, and assets in health will decide your credit worthiness. So again, I kind of hinted at it, you know. Social credit score will be a thing. It kind of is a thing with regular credit score. But now once you get your credit score up, now there's a social element. And then they'll add on fake book and all of that stuff. They'll add that on later. Eugene Morgan coaches into his house. How many more I got? I got to get on with the show. Be Real Mahogany says, God created the heathens. The heathens. God created the heavens. He created the earth. He created all the hokomaniacs. Then he created the apex predator. Throw the damn towel. Yes, sir, sir. Mr. Loudpockets is over there, man. Shout out to my Cash App brothers. Uh, Moto service in here. Cash App brother Moto service. Brother. Let's get in here, man. Let's get in here and talk about this guy right here. Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Everybody knows Hulk Hogan. People act like they don't know Hulk Hogan. All right, but uh, it says Chris Hemsworth to play Hulk Hogan in a biopic. Look at that. Uh, your boy, Chris Hemsworth, is going to play Hulk Hogan. And everybody knows him, the red and the uh, the red and the yellow uh, of Hulkamania brother. Uh, Hulk Hogan and the World Wrestling Federation, Hollywood Hulk Hogan, NWO for life. And then you have him with Andre the Giant. All right. So you guys know who Hulk Hogan is. Everybody knows that classic hot Hulk Hogan leg drop, brother. There's the Hulk Hogan. In, in case you didn't know who Hulk Hogan was, I'm hard to believe that anybody would say they don't know who Hulk Hogan is. All right. He's also an actor. But there's that Hulk Hogan, Hollywood Hogan let drop right there. Let's see what happened. I did the Ric Flair stream, and now I'm doing a Hulk Hogan stream on the same day. And back, back in the day, there was a big debate on who was the best wrestler in the 80s. Everybody swore up and down Ric Flair was the best wrestler. Then you had Hulk Hogan, and everybody thought, who was the bigger personality, Flair or Hogan? And uh, if you never had, if you didn't have cable TV, you thought it was Hulk Hogan. If you had cable TV, Ric Flair was the underdog, all right? And they never really had any good matches. They end up being in the same company, never really any good matches. But on the same day, I'm doing a double stream. This is like a dream come true for the coach. And here it is. Hulk Hogan announces divorce from second wife. <laughs> And he has a new girlfriend. Let's talk about this. Hulk Hogan is no longer married. The WWE legend just announced his second divorce with wife Jennifer McDaniel and already has a new girlfriend. So if you guys want to know who Jennifer McDaniel is, here she is. She kind of looks like his daughter and kind of looks like his first wife. So he has a type. He definitely has a type. All right. He has a type, some Florida-esque. Blondie, all right, uh, both dawns, uh, you know, she looks very Florida right there, you know, all of that type of, yeah, you know, heavy artillery up top 
It doesn't match the body at all. I'm not in the bolt-ons, by the way. Bolt-ons are just tacky to me. All right, but if you have them, just bring them on over. I fi I'll figure out something to do with them. It says, yo, maniacs, this is quote from Hulk Hogan. Just for the record, the fake book and Instagram post of me and my girlfriend, Sky. I am originally divorced. I'm sorry, I am officially divorced. Sorry, I thought everyone knew. Nope. Love my maniacs for life, the two-time WWE Hall of Famer announced on social media. It says, after the court records obtained, I'm sorry, according to the court records obtained by TMZ, Hogan filed for divorce in October in 2021. As Hulk states, the divorce was finalized in 2021, so he kept it on the low. And this is Sky, his new girlfriend. As you can see, Hulk Hogan definitely has a type. Bolt-ons, blonde hair, and probably ironing boarded as much as possible. All right, so that's Hogan, and that's his new girl. All right, so shout out to Hogan. Doesn't seem like, you know. It says, in surprising news, but not totally out of the blue, We've been receiving tips for weeks that Hogan and another woman were seen around Clearwater, Florida, hanging out at bars and doing karaoke together. That's a, definitely a first new relationship type of thing to do. Hogan and Jennifer married in 2010 after Hogan split from first wife, Linda Hogan. Linda and Hogan's relationship ended in an ugly way. I believe this is, uh, this is the second wife um, with allegations of abuse being lobbed by Linda. Hulk adamantly denied ever hurting his ex-wife. It is unclear if Hogan and, and McDaniel are on good terms, but Hogan uh, clearly not wasting time moving on. So Ric Flair as well, getting him a hot, nice hot piece of junior college peace leave. And so anybody that ever said Hulk uh, steroids kills a man, Hulk Hogan's living advice or living example that it doesn't. All right, so if anybody would be up under the ground, after steroid use, it would be Hogan, right? And he's still here. All right, uh, let's go into this. Let's go into this. This is what we want to really, really far side. Here, oh, here's another article here talking about the breakup of Jennifer. I think it's essentially the, the same art article, but I'm going to read something else here. But let's look at this. You guys really want to know something? Do we have enough viewers here? Do we have enough viewers? Let's get into this message right here. Hulk Hogan is um is had one of the worst divorce grapings of all time he had one of the worst divorce grapings of all time as identified in his book called my life outside the ring in which hogan never really breaks character until it's convenient for him to break character he forever parlayed his life off of the hulk hogan image all right and so um anytime he would address himself he'd address himself as Hogan, although his real name is Terry Balea, Balea. But conveniently, when he didn't want to be Hogan, he would say, I'm now Terry, basically manifesting a double personality. Okay. And here it is. Hulk Hogan's ex-wife, his first ex-wife, Linda scores 70% of the WWE star's assets after lengthy divorce wrestle. Now, remember, somebody just mentioned John Cena. Remember when John Cena didn't want to get married again? Remember when John Cena did not um, ha had his ex-girlfriend sign a cohabitation agreement? And everybody was like, what type of guy are you? Don't you believe in love? If it is in love, 
And he said, hell no, because I got divorced once. This is John Cena talking and I ain't getting divorced again. Yes, I hear you, uh, John Cena. But she got 70% of WWE stars assets in a divorce. How about this? His ex-wife filed for divorce back in 2007. But it was had taken more than four years for Hulk Hogan and his estranged wife, Linda Balea, to reach a financial settlement. Four years. Four years. The wrestler name, real name, Terry Balea, according, uh, sorry, agreed to his ex-wife to give his ex-wife 40% ownership of his companies. <laughs> Shit. As well as more than 70% of their liquid assets. In addition, in addition, Linda will receive three point, I'm sorry, three million in property settlement, meaning they sold a house. She'll get three million dollars, according to Florida newspaper. Sorry for the ads. St. Petersburg Times. The paper states that the mother of two received seven point four four million dollars of the couple's ten million, ten point four million dollars, which was held in bank accounts. The court record shows that Hogan will not pay his wife any maintenance, which is alimony, spousal support. Hold on for a second. Come, wait. All right, so I got something going on here. Sorry, it says the couple split in 2007, after claims emerged that Hogan had an affair with Christine, Christine, Christiane Planty. So this is, Chris, Chris, let's see here. This is Christiane Planty, Christiani. Um, this is supposedly Brooke Hogan's um, friend, which is his daughter. So allegedly, they're alleging an affair that Brooke, that Hogan, Hulk Hogan had an affair with his daughter's best friend. All right, so that's what happened and initiated, allegedly, the divorce. After filing for divorce, Linda began dating Charlie Hill, who was the age 19 at the time. So let me show you who Linda Hogan started dating. Linda Hogan, which was in her age 50 plus, started dating 19-year-old Whatever this guy's name is. All right. I don't know who this guy's name is. Uh, what did they say his name is? His name is Charlie Hill. All right. So Linda started dating a 19-year-old Charlie Hill. <laughs> and then she's take, walking away with 40%, 40% of ownership of his companies, which she no longer has to do anything, and then 70% of their liquid assets. All right, continuing on with this article. In 2008, Terry began dating Jennifer McDonald and the couple married in 2010, December. And they're already divorced 10 years later, right? In September this year, the former wrestler revealed how he blew hundreds of millions on lavish lifestyle during his glory years, glory years. 
this tells you guys, even if you make money, it doesn't matter. You can still lose it like an idiot. Yeah, Linda went to the junior college. All right, so hold on for a second. Linda definitely went to the junior college. All right, going back. The 58-year-old admits he is now living in a rented home having slashed the price of his Florida mansion by $16 million in a bid to get it off the market. Now, remember when I told you guys, and everybody still pains when I talk about this with home ownership. Remember when I told you, just because you have something that is valuable to you doesn't mean it's valuable to someone else. Soon as you uh, like we talked about Rolex watches. Soon as you add diamonds to it, nobody wants it. Soon as you modify a regular Porsche, nobody wants it. You put candy apple red paint on a Porsche, nobody wants it. Keep it basic. Well, he had a home that he thought was valuable, and he had to cut it $16 million to sell it. You talk about fumbling the bag. These are the things that you plugged in Matrix guys do and think you're going to come out on top, and most dudes come off on bottom. Pause. It says right here, the WWE champion and actor talked candidly about his financial situation on Good Morning America just the day after it was revealed that he had slashed prices on his Florida homes in a big bid to uh, sell it quickly. They they repeated this. There are houses, wait, being, there are houses being bought and cars being bought and vacations for family members, he said. There was 8, 9, 10 million, 11 million going out. So it got way off, he said. Mm. Asked about the state of his finances in a television interview, he said he was living in a rented house, but that he was living in abundance. He says, I'm happy now. I'm so grateful. I'm not happy. He also addressed <laughs> the wife beating allegations leveled at him by Linda in her autobiography. Linda claimed that she put up with his husband's drug-fueled violence and was physically and mentally abused during the 23-year marriage. Let me do that again. So what you guys have to understand is I was talking about this earlier. Remember I talked about this earlier? I said there should be a rule that everybody gets married all the way up until year seven. If there's abuse, if there's something going on, you can walk away. Just walk away. Nobody gets a penalty. If you have children, you support the children and you go your own way. But see, what people want to do is they want to go all the way out, be getting abused for 23 years and then claim so they can get the bag and run. Got to get my bag and run. <laughs> Then claim they were abused for 23 years. What kind of dumb man, what kind of dumb jackass gets abused for 23 years? This is bull hooky. All right. I just made up that word because this is a family show. It's the evening show. And um, it says right here, Hogan denied that he ever hit his wife, Linda, and said it was uh, it was violence towards her questioning. Said if he was violent towards her question, why? It was never mentioned in their divorce. So she never even mentioned it in the divorce proceedings. He said, when we were going through the divorce and she was with an 18-year-old boyfriend, pause, um, if I had ever was in the same town with her, she would file charges that I looked at her the wrong way at a red light and wanted to have me put in jail. So if I beat her up for 23 years, why didn't um all why why didn't we talk about this at the divorce and all of a sudden and why all of a sudden is it coming out now? 
when her book is coming out. So Hogan called BS on all of that. Guys, these people loved each other, bruh. This is what happens with marriage. The opposite of love is, as someone said, and I can't remember who said it, the opposite of love is indifference. But sometimes the opposite of um, uh, attachment is hate. So people stay attached to people like parasites. And then when it ends, it turns to hate. Here's something else that you'll find interesting. Allegedly, Hulk Hogan said his divorce from his ex, Linda, made him understand O.J. Simpson. This is a legend, by the way. Wrestling legend Hulk Hogan divorces first wife Linda 26 years ago. It says Hogan once said that his bitter divorce battle with this ex Linda made him totally understand O.J. Simpson. <laughs> well, based on what I read earlier, you can see why he thought that. <laughs> if I got divorced, great, the kingdom come like that. I might have been thinking about the same thing, too. And it says here in a shocking interview following his divorce, Hogan told the magazine, I could have turned everything into a crime scene like OJ cutting everyone's throat. Mm. Jesus. Hogan, say it ain't so. He says, you live a half a mile from the 20,000 square foot home you can't go to anymore. You're driving through downtown Clearwater, Florida, and you're seeing a 19-year-old boy driving your Escalade. And you know that 19-year-old boy is sleeping in your bed with your wife. I totally understand, OJ. I get it. At the time, it became widespread that Linda was dating another man. Oh, why are we showing Nicole Brown Simpson? So anyway, it says here, um, whether he was an abusive or not, this comment might prove otherwise. But as you can see here, uh, Hogan also has been reckless with the N-word, as we can see right here. <laughs> All right. Um, and this N-word was directly, I think, directed to, although he says he's used it quite a bit or hasn't used it at all, you, depending on what day of the week it is. This this recent comment was directed towards, a, I think, a producer who was a black guy allegedly being associated with this blonde, white Florida daughter, and he unleashed a tirade of the N-word. He was like, if that ninja ever put his hands on my young white daughter and see the N-word came out. <laughs> so there's Hulk Hogan right there. Oh, one more story about Hulk Hogan. Where is it right here? Why is that up? All right. One more story about Hulk Hogan, and we'll get into the baby boomers. Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. Allegedly, and according to his book that I have right here, I have a copy of his book right here. You can see it. Hulk Hogan thought about deleting himself. Not only did, mm. not only did Hulk Hogan think about deleting him, uh, uh, his ex-wife and the 19-year-old, he thought about deleting himself. Did you guys know that? It was in his book. Now let's read. I know Hogan's a little bit of an actor here. It says here, the summer of 2007 was the darkest time in professional wrestling legend Hulk Hogan's life. He was rapidly spiraling downward with a pending divorce from his wife, Linda. Then his son, Nick, was involved in an auto accident that severely injured his son's friends, and he got sued 
to kingdom come with both tra uh, traumatizing life changing events consuming him hogan planned to end or delete himself as we call it over here one call from boxing star layla ali daughter of muhammad ali changed everything it says hogan and layla ali were natural pairings as host of the popular television show american gladiators which former amateur which features amateur athletes we don't care about all that in 2007 when production on the show started the legendary hogan was wrapping up years of filming in reality tv series uh hogan knows best a show that detailed his family life in February of that year, and Layla Ali had won her most recent fights, hadn't had a perfect 24-0 record against busted Pillsbury biscuit cans. When producers hired the two, well, wait, let's get to the show. Let's get to the show. What's going on here? He pleaded with his wife, with whom the two dribbling, he pleaded with his wife to stay. He had been proudly proclaiming he was once a world champion who had never been divorced. Hogan would have to, who cares about all this? Anyway, what has been said is Layla Ali called with no agenda just to say hi and check on me. Hulk Hogan said, it snapped me out of it. At that moment, I switched gears and I got sick and tired of being sick and tired. Her voice saved my life. It really did. So if you guys want to know, sister, you've been on, on my mind, sister. Ten years later, Ali said in an interview with the Tomorrow Show, she had no idea she saved Hulk Hogan's life. So it was Layla Ali, the sister, that got a hold of Hogan and changed his life and talked him off the edge. All right, one more thing that I want to point out here. And one more reason why Hulk Hogan might be happier is because although he was broker than a joke after his divorce, Hogan ended up getting paid, paid, paid. All right. Hogan ended up getting paid, paid, paid. So do we want to talk about this? This is important. So Hogan was broke. He got divorced. This might explain why he's doing what he's doing. Gawker and Hulk Hogan reaches a $31 million settlement. So now I got money. Now I got money. Now, I don't know he got what he gave to his second wife, but Hulk Hogan managed to get himself out of debt after suing Gawker for $140 million. And Hogan ended up getting $31 million, according to the settlement. Pretty much, I'm assuming bankrupting. Uh, Gawker, it says right here, Gawker filed for bankruptcy in June, ultimately sold itself to Univision for $135 million. And so Hogan got money. I got money. He back on top with a leg drop, as we can see right here. He got a leg drop and he got back into the business. All right, so that's what happened to Hulk Hogan, you guys. That's what happened to Hulk Hogan. And now, as a result, we'll end it with this part. He's got young piece of peace leave. All right, so that's what it is right there. He got a young piece of peace leave, and he got his money right. All right, shout out to Hulk Hogan out there, man. Anyway, man, what a crazy story. So let's talk about this. We'll do the Super Chats. Why are baby boomers constantly putting their money on the line, putting their money on the line by falling back into marriages? Why? 
What is this with baby boomers? Once, twice, do we have to pick on boomers again? The boomers are mad. It's your day. You guys, when when I'm rolling up, when I'm rolling up millennials, y'all be laughing. <laughs> but now here it is again. What is wrong with baby boomers? You guys are giving marriage a mad name. You give love a bad name. Shot in the heart and you're to blame. You give love a bad name. Perhaps the biggest parasites on earth. <laughs> he said there wasn't no coach in boomer days. I know. Boomer, what is wrong with your generation? You got you guys consider, I mean, you guys consider to be parasites on the world. <laughs> Why are you guys out here running at marriages in your 70? years old somebody tell me why would you get married at 70 this is ridiculous sit y'all's asses down we're not gonna go into boomers so much let's get into the super chats maybe we'll go in on boomers and baby boomers swear everybody else is wrong right but they never address generation z head on generation z is always lost in the conversation we'll get back to that Brown three my no, he says, and we used to look up to these gumps for sure. Gumpity gump gump. Always looking up to these guys. Uh, Swing Out Museum, we baby boomers got hard heads and thick hides. You guys really, I don't know, man. You guys love passing out money. You guys are the most frugal, I mean, not frugal, uh, spendthrifts. You guys just throw away money. Baby boomers. I mean, who's the hated the most, baby boomers or millennials? <laughs> and baby boomers swear they always right. You know what's wrong with baby boomers? <laughs> baby boomers are the biggest fantasy. They believe everything. They believe the news. They, the baby boomers have been watching the news for 40 years, and they believe every word the media tells them. <laughs> they believe everything. They're so scary. They're scared of everything. They started off. They started off this scary. They're scared of everything. If you go boo, the baby boomers will go running. They were scared of med flies. They were scared of uh, shark infested waters. They were scared of ET. They were scared. Of, they they scared of everything. <laughs> they can't. They can't stop watching the news. They glued. They be like this. They read the newspaper. They ask old ass, get the new hey, baby boomers. The newspaper's not coming back. Let these young people have their cell phone. There's no more newspaper, bro. The newspapers are all cor I mean, allegedly corrupt. Think of all the stuff the bo baby boomers were scared of. And that never came true, bro. Never came true. They should make a list of everything the baby boomers were ever scared of that never came true. And that they were overly concerned with. <laughs> That they watch glued to the TV, acting like it was going to happen to them, looking like Mr. Furley. Nothing ever happened. And nothing ever happened. And they were scared of every damn thing. <laughs> they swore that the, the news was going to get it right this time. They're going to get it right this time. The Night Stalkers love yellow houses. My house is yellow. They was out painting their house. 
Bird Flu, Y2K, Killer Bees, Mad Cow. I do. Baby Boomers literally scared of everything. AIDS, they had y'all wrapping your prick. Scared of having sex. <laughs> they had y'all wrapping your prick up. Turn it down. No, I don't want to die. Oh, my goodness. Baby Boomers, man. Oh, the big earthquake's going to happen any day now. The big one, 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 the big one. They said the big one. Hey, baby boomers, are y'all mad? Yeah, the ozone layer. Hey, listen, baby boomers. I'm just. Baby boomers like this is just ridiculous. Hey, baby boomers, like, listen. How many things have y'all literally been scared of that never came to pass? This should tell you what I'm talking about right now. Like nothing has ever happened. All this stuff you've been worried about never happened, bro. Anyway. (laughs) Two people get hurt in America and they waiting in Des Moines, Iowa. Oh boy. It's coming our way for certain. It's coming to Des Moines, Iowa. They got y'all scared. <laughs> Baby Boomer's going to be mad at me, bro. They got you scared in the middle. Like, do you know how big America is? Something happens in Los Angeles. You're in Topeka, Kansas, like. Oh, boy, anytime now. Yeah, y'all watching America Most Wanted like, oh boy, I think the criminal's coming here to Kansas City, Kansas. He'll be on his way. Oh, where was the crime? Miami, Florida. He'll be coming in here. I'll be on the lookout. Neighborhood watch-ass people, man. Come on. (laughs) Who's mad at me? Who's a baby boomer and think I'm lying? Okay, name everything Generation was scared. Generation X was scared of that never came true. Gen X ain't really been scared of nothing. I mean, every now and then you'll catch some Generation X are scared, but millennials get scared too. Millennials get scared too. Generation X people don't get scared of nothing. <laughs> we like this don't make no sense. We actually use some gen, gen, Generation X will be like, well, that's like twenty. That's like 2,500 miles away. They were scared of Ted Bundy. <laughs> the Golden State Killer. You know, they, they was out there watching. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Scared of Trump? Yeah, they were scared of Trump, too. Donald Trump's going to ruin everything. <laughs> we need to get Joe Biden in. Are you a freshman at the university? No, no. <laughs> you look like no. a freshman. <laughs> hey, you know who Generation X was scared of? Baby boomers. <laughs> That's what Gen X was scared of. Baby boomers. We were scared of our own parents looking at their ass. Like, oh boy. Did you see on the news? Medfly. <laughs> what the hell? What? What was the mosquitoes? Remember the mosquitoes was biting everybody, giving people stuff? What was the mosquitoes giving you? Yeah, the USSR. <laughs> the USSR. What was the mosquitoes giving you? Remember they was down there biting everybody? Oh, mosquitoes going to get you. Watch out for the mosquitoes. The West Nile. Yeah, oh, man, you get a mosquito. Mosquito going to bite you. The West Nile virus. Mm. 
Hey, baby boomers, don't be mad at me. Hey, look, write it down, bro. Write down everything y'all were scared of and then and get and then come back to me and tell me which ones happened to you. Zero. <laughs> you're owing on all. You're owing on all the media hype. You're owing. <laughs> oh, when, when C-19 came out, oh, they went and ran and hid. They was like, Yeah, rap music, uh, uh, heavy metal music. Baby Boomers was responsible. Oh, they said they're going to skin your dog alive when the heavy metal song, if you play it backwards, subliminal message to Baby Boomers playing your song backwards. Skin your dog alive. Video games. <laughs> God damn. Why, why are the Baby Boomers so scary? They get you all scared and a panic and you're like, what? what what's going on? <laughs> okay. But they ain't scaring a marriage and divorce. They jump their ass in. Two feet in, marriage and divorce. Marriage, oh, love? Two feet in. <laughs> All right, let's stop with the baby boomer. Come on, man, tell me, man. Like, okay, for real. Yeah, Ozzy Osbourne. You're not listening to Ozzy Osbourne, are you? He bites heads off of chickens. Oh, my goodness. Hey, look. Hey, hey. For real. Hey, look. Baby boomers, if you're really bad, because, look, my, my number's going down to baby boomers. If y'all really mad, tell me one crisis that you've, all the crises that you guys believed in, tell me one that actually impacted you. <laughs> in your whole baby boomer life, you're 60 years old. You made it to 60. What actually happened? Anybody? <laughs> Weapons of mass destruction. <laughs> Babe, boomers, don't be mad. Don't be mad for real. I'll, I'll just, I'll stop. I'll stop. All right. Shout out to Rico Cheeto. Rico Cheeto, shout out to you. It says, thank you, man. All right. The William Dabbs experience says Hogan's ex-wife is a family law in a court, in the family long courtroom said, what you going to do, brother? What you going to do when the largest arms of the world go deep on your pockets, brothers? Hit them with the prices wrong. Yes. What you going to do, brothers? Uh, <laughs> and they swore up and down in 2020. They were like, this is the one. All right. Shout out to Dung is fun. When you get married, you have a five to seven year period where if you don't have a kid, the wife won't be happy and divorce happens. I'm not happy. Even if she thinks she can have a baby, she will not have a baby and she'll go, she'll go, she'll, she'll withdraw from you. Yes, you're, you're right about that. Rico Chito says, I found out MGTOW and you, I found about, I found out about MGTOW and you by listening to Patrice O'Neill. Now I'm facing divorce, but 28 years old and no kids. Well, um, she's doing you a favor, sir. <laughs> she's doing you a favor. You're actually dodging a bullet there. So exit plan. And luckily, you have your information now that you can deal with. DG Seymour, much respect to you, CGA, and all the brothers. Cisco has me in an engineering lab heavy. Can't get time to watch the morning live streams. But congratulations, brother. Get your work in. Albert Wesker doubles up. He says, this is the first time Hogan can't refuse to do a job. Yeah, he got to do the job here. He says, Hogan. Hogan's marriage blew up in his face like a Japanese photographer camera at WrestleMania 9 versus Yokozuna. Hulk won't be kicking out 
on this one. No, but he's going to get married again. All right. Drew Levine says John Cena is the most uh, crimson capsule uh, wrestler out there. He had Nikki Bella sign a cohabitation agreement before he let her move in. Take notes, fellas. And is that Drew over there on uh, Drew and Pringle? Shout out to you on the cash app. Uh, But yeah, man, look, why not protect your six? Everybody wants you to make business deals and be smart at business, but be dumb at romance. There's no such thing as romance. This is a business agreement. Let's make a business agreement up front. They usually say, no, that's not good. Well, if, if making a business agreement up front is not good, why is doing one on the back end so good? When they start dragging your ass in family court, it's going to be done business-wise. And they're going to say, well, if, if you move in a woman to your house, she's going to document everything she ever bought or have paid for. It's going to be very business-like. Drew, oh, Drew and Pringle says, uh, sent some of the PayPal, sent some on the PayPal, sending more here. What up, CGA? Dropping in because I've been busy as hell. It's hard being a YouTuber. Shout out to you. Thank you for hitting me up on the cash app. Mr. Glucose Hogan and Flair won the Mantis Championship belt, the Gump Championship belt. I mean, to think, man, we watched all of these guys hulking up and woo, and they out here getting ran. Okay. Because they are living the codependent baby boomers wet dream. They're going to fall in love. Hey, man, if you make it to 40, 45, 50, and you're still alive, why double down on marriage? You got out of one or two marriages by then, baby boomers. Why double down? Um, Oh, the correction is the explosion Albert says was on King of the Ring, 93. I remember that uh, catastrophe. Reginald Dollar says, Coach, I just heard Meghan Markle is divorcing the prince. Is it true? Shout out to the coach gang. Oh, boy. Boy, that will be big news. That will be big news if that ends in divorce. Let me see here. If that ends in divorce, that. uh, Let's see here. This says here. This is. um. This one's saying here, but this is uh last year. This is last year they were looking at it. They're gonna they're gonna divorce. There, there's no way they're saying this as of last year. But um maybe they're putting out misinformation, but that marriage is not gonna last. There's no way. There's no way in hell. So I don't see anything now, but when it does, I'll do a big old live show on that one. All right, uh Two Blunt Sports says Farrakhan recent speech says 75% of community issues are black women's fault and all people who got the Pope are fools. He admitted to having multiple wives as well. Oh boy, I got to look up what Farrakhan is on. Farrakhan going out with a bang. He like, forget it. (laughs) All right. He's like, look, I'm saying my last words and what I need to do here. Ah, Somebody says here. I got to find that. If somebody can find me the Farrakhan speech, because I'm a big fan of Louis Farrakhan, by the way. The Swan Song. Minister, oh, see, here it is. They even calling it the Swan Song. Three days ago, it says Farrakhan delivers. What does it say here? Oh, it delivers a major Chicago message on Savior's Day speech. I love Minister Farrakhan. He's one of my favorite speakers of all time. Now, what? just so you guys know, I'm never even going to preface it. I don't agree with everything. Why do people have to even preface it? 
nobody agrees with anyone on everything. But I love that guy. I love that guy. He, he To me, he's one of the most passionate speakers of our time. And he put some skin in the game with that Million Man March. All right, he put some skin in the game. He did more than some of these goofballs that are on the payroll of the all right you know your 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 pork rind pastor preacher all right he did more than anybody i mean he pulled off a he pulled off i don't know how many people was at the million man march but he pulled it off i don't know when he when he got up there and he did his speech though i thought he took an l i was like now you know I was hoping for a little bit more than numerology during the speech, minister. But if you were sending a coded message and I missed it, and it went over my head. (laughs) It went clean over my head, sir. I wasn't up on my numerology when you took the stage. I was kind of like. So you're saying what exactly? I was like, maybe he's tired. <laughs> I was like, maybe he's tired. But I love public speakers, man. He's a great public speaker. Right? I can do some shuffling, too. Look out, man. What, what you going to do? Look out, boys. It's coming through. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. If you don't know, I'm a public speaker. I always follow great public speakers, by the way. He needed a nap. I was like, he's tired. I was like, somebody go get him. Tell him this is his shining moment. One shining moment. You reach for the sky. I was like, damn, this is your one shining moment. You're doing numerology. Mm. You know, I'm a kid. <laughs> you can be critical of your brothers here. I was like. Damn, you missed that moment, bro. All right, shout out to everybody there uh, at the Million Man March. I didn't go to the march. <laughs> oh, people mad at me. Don't be mad. Don't be mad at that. Hey, I like great speakers. I like great speakers. I listen to good, great speakers. And he's a passionate speaker. Anyway. Yeah, they're going to be mad at me. Whatever. And by the way, nobody's been able to do what he's been able to do not even umar johnson not even uh what's the dude's name like they ain't even coming close pro blacks mad at me too all right uh two blunts oh i got you already professor and the rocky rockeria says men abuse shelters open for veterans in mexico though (laughs) what there's no men abuse shelters in the united states of america there's some in Mexico. All right, Elijah Bryant, Hulk Hogan, I'm coming for you, ninja, said Booker T. All right, shout out to Booker T. Five time, five time. One of the best moments there. All right, here we go. Uh, Robert Sullivan says it takes six men to carry a casket to the grave, but it only takes one woman to put you in it. Facts. One woman puts you in the grave, guys. All right. And um, this is the heaviness of marriage and divorce. This is how heavy it is, because you can be you can literally be doing well in life. Have he Hogan said he had tens of millions of dollars. 
tens of millions of dollars, and he thought about deleting himself over a divorce. Over a divorce. That is a major, major league reality. Oh, somebody says, yeah, I, somebody said, Coach, remember when Hogan got called out for saying the N-word? Yep. Which I believe everybody should be called out for saying it. All right? Everybody. I, this whole thing about these people can say it. No, 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 no. I, I think it's ridiculous. When, when, when Whoopi Goldberg was talking about what she was talking about recently, um, they spared her no expense on that ass. They went right. And her last name was Goldberg. You think she would have got a pass? Well, I know her fake name is Goldberg. You think she would have got a pass? Nope. They went right in on her ass like her name was Karen. So my my word is this. Either everybody can say it or nobody can say it. This whole thing about it's ridiculous. And ER and, and by the way, I used to believe in this idea too. Well, if you say it with an A, if you say it with a hard R, no, 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 look, either everybody says it or nobody says it. And I'm, I find it odd that it's always the community giving people a pass. It, why did the community? Why would the community of all people give people a pass? And I hate when white people are fake outrage about it. I'm like, you say it in your sleep. What are you talking about? <laughs> you say it in your sleep, and then somebody shoves a microphone in your face. I can't believe she would say that, Joe Rogan. But you don't even have to say anything close to what Whoopi Goldberg saying. You get canceled. And she said, barely, I mean, she wasn't, she was tiptoeing across the line. And then they came over there and hit her with the hatchet. But brothers will always, ah, this person can say it over there, but this person can't say it. Which one is it? Which one is it? Who gets to say it? Joe Rogan gets to say it? Well, it's the context. No, no, listen, 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 listen. Get it right. Either nobody says it or all, everybody can say it. Let's forget about it. And if you don't want to stick up for it and you want to own the word or not own it, Let's come to an agreement. My thought is nobody says it. How about we just say nobody says it? You know why? It would ruin the rap industry. That's why. <laughs> it would ruin the rap industry. What would you get to ride with Trigger? Or Figure? Or Bigger? Or Licker? Or Sticker? Or Dumb Tricker? I mean, you got to, I mean, the rap industry will fold all right around, right, right away. It would go like this. It would fold up. So the rapper's like, we got to protect the word. I got to have something to rhyme with trigger. <laughs> I got the trigger and I had to figure and I got the bigger and I got my guns in. Like, come on. You got to have that word. You got to have that word. Any double letter word. The bigger the trigger, the bigger the digger, the digger, the nigger, the nigger, but then the nigger, the bigger the digger, the bigger the nigger, the bigger the chicken, the trigger, the trigger. You would ruin the rap industry overnight. Hey, I'm going to teach you guys how to rap, by the way. I'm going to teach you guys how to rap. Find every two syllable word. Find every two syllable word. Use that towards the end of your bar. You can use a word after that. Try to rhyme that word or rhyme it with the word after the word that you used after the two-syllable word. And you're a rapper. <laughs> you literally will come rapper overnight.
around the way. I figured a brother that has the the smother, the cover, the cover, the lover, the lover, the brother, the brother, the da 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 two syllable word, gold chain. You're good, and get some beats. I could definitely be a rapper right now. Right? People are like, "What are you talking about?" All right. Anyway, shout out to Robert Sullivan. I love that one. Eric Powell says sex doesn't work the same for boomers unless they're married. Oh, my goodness. All right. Shout out to uh, sex doesn't work. Is that what it is? They can't. They're they're still stigmatized by having sex outside of marriage. They're still um, stigmatized by having sex outside. Is that why you get married, boomers? ENNZ says boomers keep spotting Bigfoot. They want a, They want Bigfoot to be alive. <laughs> they can't wait for Bigfoot to be alive. I told you. I'm like, you think Bigfoot would have died? Like what? Like where's the Bigfoot carcass? There's a Bigfoot out there. All right, pure fat, pure Bama free man says, step on a crack, break your back. He says, you break your mama's back. Step on a crack, you break your mama's back. I love that meme where the gun step on the crack and you break your mama's back. Step on your spine, they step on the line and you break your father's spine. You ever see that meme? I got to find that. <laughs> I got to find that meme. Step on the crack and you break your mama's back. Step on a crack. I hope I don't get. Oh, let's see if you guys can. Oh, you know what? This might get. Um, This might get. Uh, what do you call it? Copyrighted. But I got to pull it up. It's one. Of, it's a funny video. It's a funny video. Step on a crack and you break the mama's back. This one right here. Oh, let's see if this is the one. Yeah, this is it. And you break your mama's back. Oh my god! <laughs> stop playing for the love of God! Stop playing! Step on a line and you break your father's spine. Oh my spine! All right, I'm going to have to edit that out of the replay real quick. But, uh, hey, the free agent lifestyle is the way to go. He was like, hey. <laughs> Anybody that can get, who who went over that? Who, 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 whose head did that go over? Whose head did that go over? He was like, wait a minute. That means I get to live the week free agent lifestyle. Yes, indeed. He's like, oh, yes. Free agent lifestyle. Here I go. He was like, wait a minute. You see how he looked at uh, the daughter? Watch how he looked at the daughter. Let me see if I can pause the frame. <laughs> this is how he looked at the daughter. He was like, wait a minute. That means. I got money. 
He was like, uh, and let's see if the dad has uh yellow hair. Let's see if the dad has yellow hair. The real father, the Maury Pope. Oh, yep, he got blonde hair. See, this this sense of humor. See, these are the things that um go on in our society, and people make them funny instead of tragic for men. This is how society see the kid has blonde hair, he doesn't have any hair. Um these are the things that happen to men that are real tragedies, and um, they make fun of them. And it's funny because now you're like, ah, ha, ha, right? But but if this was to happen to women, it wouldn't be funny. It would be a tragedy, right? And you'd be in court getting sued. Give me a second. Anyway, I love that video, by the way. Let me see if we can get a, a quick commercial break here. <laughs> Sorry about that. I had to take a commercial break real quick. Who else? What we got here? Uh, Maryland guy says, uh, remember boomers got freaked out by Ebola. <laughs> All right. Uh, Ebola. Is it Ebola? I can't even remember what they got freaked out. What was this? Bird flu, swine flu, Ebola, C-19. All right. Vernell Sanders says, shout out to the coach gang. Just flew from New York to San Diego. Read the free agent lifestyle on the way. I'll read the evolution while I'm here, separated from wife and living my best life. Let's do it again. <laughs> Let's do it again. Um, oh, here's a good one. Hey, congratulations, by the way. Uh, separated from wife. He's going to go through a divorce. You're living your best life. He's out in San Diego from New York. I know what you're going to do. I already know what you're going to do, brothers. You know what you're going to do? This is what you're going to do. I, I know where he's at right now. Hi, my name. I'm a blonde, I have no tips. I make boys fall in love with me, they always throwing fits. I like being single, no, I've never been cuffed. These boys want a relationship, but I'm just trying to... Yeah, that's what you're going to be doing now in San Diego. He's going to be like, woo-wee. Somebody said clear Pepsi. Remember Tylenol? Remember Tylenol, the capsules with the little beads in them? Well, somebody stuffed... This was back in the early 80s. Somebody stuffed some, some, you know, it was, you know what it was. I remember the story. I think it was like something that had to do with a divorce. Some wife or husband, I can't remember who, was trying to poison um, their spouse. And, and poisoning them, they went and then tampered with Tylenol, the capsules. And just to cover their tracks, right? And so they... They went and tampered with a couple other people. I think maybe a couple people might have got sick. Nobody else got sick. I can't remember what happened. I can't remember. Maybe a couple people did die. But who remembers this? Then everybody across the country, they pulling off Tylenol. Crazy. And you know what's funny? Not, not funny. You know what's interesting? You know what's interesting? Yeah, razors and apple blades. I mean, razor blades and apples. You know what's interesting? You know what else they'll do? They end up 
You know what they do? You know what they end up? They end up doing stuff like um, falling for Jim Jones. You know, they they end up doing stuff, scared of one thing, and they follow televangelists on the other side. <laughs> Just like. Or they take somebody down and move for a French guy. And uh, the baby boomers always looking for a utopia. It's a major weakness. They always looking for a utopia. Yeah, they fell for Black Lives Matter. Oh, you know what? They always was running after the KKK in the 80s and the 90s in Atlanta. The KKK coming to get you. I was like, in Atlanta? Like, I know they have a history and all. But I even heard a content creator say that recently. It was like the KKK. I was like. Can I ask y'all something? Can I ask y'all something? I know this is a wet dream of baby boomers that one day the Klan's going to ride through your town and you won't have nothing to do. I know you want to live like your relatives lived in Rosewood. It's a wet dream of yours to just prove that racism is existing. You know what I mean? Like you guys need to get firm. In. See, I told you they're riding down through our town. We can do nothing about it. I'm going to ask you something. What kind of idiot group in 20 and 22 like that would run right down the middle of any major city without expecting to get caps peeled on them? Like, that would be the dumbest thing they could actually ever do. But I would say them people in Atlanta would actually revert back to, <laughs> yes, Amasa, and stand on the other side of the street and watch them march through. Like, what would they do? Burn cross? Like, are you really scared of that? Can I ask y'all baby boomers, are y'all really scared of that? Like, I, what's more likely to happen? Uh, caps getting peeled by uh, gangbangers in your neighborhood or the KKK running down the street, marching peacefully. A peaceful protest, a mostly peaceful protest or the KKK marching down the street. Which one's more likely to happen? <laughs> but there's some dudes still right now. KKK gonna come down. <laughs> I like y'all got to be kidding me, bro. I I think it's crazy. I think it's absolutely insane. Y'all waiting for that day that happens so y'all can prove it. That's that's the, that's the that's baby boomers for you. Cuz no young person under 30 would be scared of that right now. That's something somebody age 38 and over would be scared of. You feel like immediately defenseless as a human being if that happened. All you got to do is round up some homeboys around your neighborhood. Soon as you heard they walking down the street, all you got to do is round up some young, uh, some young dudes and create all kind of thunder and lightning, and it'll be over. <laughs> it would literally be over, man. Round up some young dudes. They not scared of them. I promise you. They'd have a field day with something like that. But y'all be sitting there 38 and over scared. Baby boomers. Anyway. Dale Elmore says, we don't have 304s here in Atlanta. We have 608s. <laughs> 608s. Atlanta, and, and there's Atlanta again. Uh, the thing about Atlanta, the girls that were born in Atlanta, 
I would be scared of because they've been getting active. You know, if they they've been getting active since they were young, young, too young for you to even realize that they could even think about getting active. That's what worries me about dating in those areas. The 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 South, you know, the deep south, New Orleans, Baton Rouge, um, Atlanta, Birmingham. Them girls been doing stuff since they were youngins y'all don't even want to talk about it i don't even want to talk about it that's what you guys really got to understand about those places somebody says see gen's gen x is scared what are we scared of 304s in atlanta yep somebody said they be messing with grown men by the time they 14 and 15 who wants to deny that i didn't say it who wants to deny that that is a actual well i'm not gonna say it but, but, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what's been happening down there for those guys that have been living there for a long time. They've been, they've been in the woods, young ages, dudes that have been selling around the block. You won't even know. That's undeniable. Not now, not all of them, but it's undeniable that that been going on for a long time. That's what scares me about that area. So if a person grew up there and they've been around a certain area and they become 40, they, they had a good 30 some odd years head start. It happens in Jamaica, too. 30 something plus years that they've been in these streets. In these streets. They've been in these streets for a good 30 plus years. It is crazy. And and you guys know what I'm talking about, especially in those Midwestern towns. Milwaukee, Chicago. They got girls. Uh, yeah, it's bad, bad. It's bad. Anyway, and even in the countries, too. It's it's like that. In the country, they be starting young. Says 1 in 51 have the hibby jibbies in Atlanta. I gave you that map already. We're almost done at the Super Chats. Um, Let me see here. Uh, here's the map here. And here's another thing here. You know, this is where you're scared again. Gen X scared. Gen X scared. Why can't I share this? But uh, if you look at where the hibby jibbies are, it's hot down in the South area. Down South, it'd be hot down there. The pocket's hot. The pocket's hot. The pocket's hot. The pocket's hot. <laughs> The pocket's hot down there, even in Southern California, right here. All right, why the pocket's so hot, man? Got to watch out, brothers. Here you are, Gen X are scared here. All right, um, TM says, let's stay together for the kids. Don't work the same. Let's stay together for the kids. Oh, man. Staying together for the kids. Shout out to you. <laughs> Rico Cheeto says, Coach Frank Sinatra had a song called Luck Be a Lady Tonight. So the boomers, so the boomers had a warning. Give me Kaylee. All right. <laughs> Luck be a lady tonight. Hi, my name is Kaylee. I'm a blonde. I have no tips. I make boys fall in love with me. They always throwing fits. I like being single. No, I've never been cuffed. These boys want our relationship, but I'm just trying to. Kaylee's starting off young. 
God bless you, Kaylee. And one more thing, because we always getting on the communitas ass. Uh, one thing you guys got to know about the George W. Bush communita, they hide all their stuff. They still hiding their stuff. They keep their stuff on the low low. So, yes, we do want to talk about the communita being reckless. But when it comes to Kaylee, they don't report their stuff out there in them streets. All right. If Kaylee get knocked up, it's going to be a secret. And they go on and make something happen. And they come on back like nothing happened. Oh, Kaylee got mono. Kaylee got appendicitis. She had to stay off for a couple of weeks. And they come on back. And she come right on back like nothing happened. All right. <laughs> Believe me, they getting stretched too. And if they make a mistake, they don't do something. They had that conversation. They sit down with their white father with his polo shirt, with his collar turned up inside down like this. And he got his glasses on. He's sitting up there so stupid and elusive. Uh, Dad, sit down. Okay, what are we talking about here? I got to get to my golf club appointment. I got to hang out here. Uh, Kaylee's been knocked. You not. Oh, okay. Uh, Operation No Single Mama is going to be in effect right now. Here's what we going to do. What we going to do is we going to go right down to San Diego Drive your ass down there. You're going to do what you need to do. Uh, no, you ain't keeping that, baby. <laughs> you, you are not. Okay, Kaylee. Who the father of that baby? Who the pappy of that baby? DeAndre. DeAndre is the father? Oh, hell no. Get on down there. Take her ass down there right now. No, no, no. We're not having this discussion. Get your ass down there. All right. Take care of that situation. All right, you out of school for two weeks, call up the uh, school. Uh, Kaylee got appendicitis right now. She ain't going to be in school. No, no, no. You ain't having that baby. She ain't having that baby. Hell no. You're going to ruin your life? <laughs> they don't play because they know the effects of that. They're like, no, I'm not going. No, 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 no. I've already had my retirement fund. College has been paid for already. Hell no. I didn't pay for you to try to get into USC. You're not going to ruin it with no. Hell no. DeAndre? Oh, hell no. Um, we're going to be down there. We got an appointment tomorrow. We got an appointment tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. We got be, take your ass down there. Uh-huh. I can't take off of work. Hey, stay at home. Mama, you taking her Karen? You're going to take the daughter. Take Kaylee's ass down there. I'm not playing. Okay. She's going to be there tomorrow. <laughs> You're not going to, they not ruining their lives over no single mother, but I want to keep little Trevor. Hey, little Trey Boris. They're not going to do nothing like that. See, Brittany Renner's mom will let her do some stupid stuff like that. And look at her. They're not letting Kaylee doing it. They're going to be like, oh, hell no. Is he getting drafted in the football lottery? Oh, no. He ain't getting drafted in the NFL draft? Hell no. <laughs> they drive her ass right down there and then come back quiet as kept. Secret. <laughs> Clee Anthony. They are not having that bull, that single mother stuff. Now, if they come from middle class or lower middle class, they'll let them do it. Uh, if you want to ruin your life, go ahead. The mom's already sitting around. Her life is already miserable. Misery loves company. She's like, I'm miserable. You want to be miserable too? Go ahead. We can all live off a little Trevarius uh, uh, child support and his wick. All right. But if they come from upper class and not get knocked up, driving her down to San Diego. Damn near Mexico, right across the border. Take care of this. Her name is Amanda Green. So there's no paperwork, no nothing. They come down, plunk the cash down. 
They are not having it. <laughs> so just so you know, they don't play that. Hey, dude, I'm going to tell you guys, um, single becoming a single mother has to be, and this is my opinion, because you're a young teenager, your, your brain's not fully developed. So when you knock a woman up or she gets knocked up, becoming a single mother has to be the single worst decision in your life. First of all, the best way to do it is not get knocked up. All right. Understand what biology is and stop listening to these people not telling you what biology is. Know how your body works and how your equipment works. People should teach kids how to do this because everybody's appalled. Teenager having sex. Teenagers have been having sex since forever. Look at the Mary, Mary mother of the Lord cheats themselves. Teenagers have been getting busy for a long time. Their hormones are raging. Stop acting like you're a Puritan or you live somewhere in an alcohol-free county. Teenagers have been getting after it, and they're going to always get after it. So teach them how the biology works, or you're going to have situations like we have now. People ignore it. What do you know about sex? And they know about sex. Okay, so they're going to start getting busy. When they start getting busy, if she gets knocked up, what I'm going to tell you is, if she keeps that kid, she's shooting herself in the foot. I'm not against, I'm not pro-life or anti-pro-life or whatever it is, pro-choice or pro-life. She has that kid. She's shooting herself in the foot. It's life as you know it is going to be crippled. You're going to cripple yourself. So the best way to do it is avoid the situation altogether. Close the clap trap. Close the penis fly trap. The penis fly trap. Close. Guys, do not knock up any girls. Guys, for you, let me just say for you, it is the single worst decision you're going to make. Mm. Unless he gets drafted in the NBA 20 years later, you're going to regret a lot of it. It's a huge, I mean, now there's always exceptions to the rule. You can always find some guy that got drafted in the NFL. and he, But overwhelmingly, you can always find a P. Diddy's mama. You know what I mean? You can find P. Diddy's mama. It is the 100% almost a crippling effect to you. You literally are, re, you are hampering your life. 100%. Hampering it. Stop getting, stop impregnating people you're not married to. I mean, it's like, whoo. And yes, get a paternity test. And guys, stop unloading your firearm inside of women. Wear a Jimmy hat. He said, but Coach Legacy. Mm. So for, for the both of you guys, let's say you keep it. Oh, man, you're headed to, you're almost, a, it's a, it's a one-way ticket to poverty. <laughs> he said, too late. It's a one-way ticket to poverty. And the only thing way out of it is hitting the lottery. Or somehow it's you you rebound from the situation and uh you become a scholar yourself, and then you somehow, but most people don't do that. They send the kids to live with the the, the grandmother raises the kids, it goes shuffled off the daycare. The woman's can't work, she can't work anymore because she takes the kid. So, in essence, she's gonna want more support from the man. You're not building enough wealth for yourself, so you're going to hamper yourself in child support and running around, running away from your responsibility. He says, I'm done, fed up, coach. 
you're literally just shooting yourself in the foot. And there's an entire community shooting their whole damn community in the foot. So be careful. <laughs> be careful out there. If you ever get to that decision, I'm going to say this is your life. This is going to be the rest of your life. Think long and hard about it. And think long and hard beforehand. Anyway, that's my public service announcement. SAU Engineeria, Gordita Lover, Nasty Boy, South of the Border. By the way, I saw, since you were a Gordita Lover, I saw two Gorditas yesterday. Woo! I was like, man. I was like, the Nasty Boys would have been all about that. They had one, she was so big, the other one looked small, and she was big. All right, I was like, so you would have been on it, on it. The Nasty Boys, man, that would have been, I know some Nasty Boys would have had all that. He says, uh, south of the border coach gang in the house, I approached a girl in a party this weekend and got ghosted. Please give me the good pat on the good boy pat on the head. Thanks for all you do. Did she give you the number? Did she give you the number and she ghosted you? Man, look, the woman going to have to come up to me and give me her number. That's how obvious it's going to be to me. I ain't playing no games. You guys realize, man, there's nothing playing up but reindeer games. If you walk up to him, if you walk up to them and you run out of that and ask for the number, hey, guys, the PUAs even admit this. Now, if that's what you want to do, uh, your numbers game is going to have to be. It's a numbers game. You're going to have to be running numbers in the Wilt Chamberlain neighborhood of cold approach. Not even get no piece. You're going to have to run up to 10,000 women to get what? 40 phone numbers. Oh, hell no. Somebody said, just give her your number and wait. Man, I was, I took one of my former date uh, uh, babysitters. This could be a prom movie. I took one of my former babysitters who, you know. Anyway, we met up for lunch. And so we're, we're sitting up for lunch. And uh, she's, uh, you know, she is who she is. She's attractive. And uh, she was um, looking at this waiter. She was like, I think I know this waiter. And so the, the waiter, she ends up saying, hey, I think I went to high school with you or something like that. They, they sparked up a conversation. And um, basically, I basically abstained and said, hey, I was like, you can go in and get her number if you want. And I basically facilitated the number. And so it worked like he was like, you don't mind? This ain't your girl. I was like, this ain't my girl. You can have her. I already had her when she was younger. <laughs> I was like, I had her when she was 22. Now she's 30. I was like, I don't want her no more. Anyway, the dude was like, oh, okay. And so she, she takes the number from the guy. She takes the number from the guy. Do you think she, and she liked the guy. She was attracted to the guy. Do you think she called that guy? Do you think she called that guy? Do you think she called that guy? She did not call that guy. Even with the number, even with the interest, she still didn't call. Unless you have the status, unless you have significant status, giving your phone number to her is a wasteland. If he, if she calls you, she better be super duper interested in you. Because <laughs> I told him, go ahead and close the deal. 
And so he was like, oh, I'll give you my number. Still ended up an L. I was like, damn. Even the easy-ass clothes, he couldn't even figure out how to close the fucking deal. Oh, boy. She didn't call him. And I was like, hey, did you ever call that guy? She was like, nope. She probably called her. She probably called her. Oh, she still want me to come through. She still want me to come through. She called, she every every about three months, she'll call me in. Hey, could you come through real quick? And I'm like, nah, somebody else is here. She want me to go in and finish the job for her, not one out. Hey, guys, when you get, one of the things here, we'll finish up the Super Chats. When you get become indifferent to women, women will actually want to reach out to you. It is a secret. It's one of the secrets that goofy PUAs won't tell you. The good PUAs will tell you this. Become indifferent to them. Just become indifferent to them. Eh. <laughs> they ask to be pining for you, but you walk it up to them. Hi, how you doing? How you doing? Hey, can you sit right here? Hey, what's your name? What's your name? Why you running game on them? Please. Become indifferent. Act like you're doing what you want to do in life. Act like you're enjoying life. Hey, guys, anybody ever did that? Go to your wife. Married men know this. I'm going to show you. This is how I'm going to prove it to you. Because PUA guys are like, no, 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 no. I'm going to prove it to you. Because PUAs are never married. They never close any deals. All right? They're commitment foes. They're lack of commitment because they have bad character. Many of them. Not all of them. But let me tell you something. I'm going to prove what I said. Because I know women. I understand women. I'm going to prove what I said. Marry men. Go to your wife. Go somewhere near your wife. And act like you're having fun without her. Act like you're having fun. Tell her about all the fun you're having without her. Laugh. <laughs> Look at your phone. <laughs> Laugh. Guess what's going to happen? She's going to be like, what? What you laughing at? Oh, don't worry about it. I'm just laughing. You ain't going to understand. Wait a minute, what? Oh, you should have seen what happened on my lunch break. Oh, my God. We was dying laughing. <laughs> she going to be looking at you. Oh, you enjoying life, I see. You enjoying work, I see. <laughs> she going to be mad as hell. She going to be interested. Wait a minute. Who so? What's so funny at work? Oh, you should have seen when we went out. <laughs> She's going to be like, you know why? Because you having fun without her. You're indifferent without, you're indifferent to her. Your fun doesn't revolve around her. You ain't kind of, honey, you think I can have some fun with you? <laughs> Same thing happens in single life. Act like you're having some freaking fun out here. Without them, I guarantee you they're going to be like, you having fun out here? You living a free agent lifestyle? You traveling? You buying Porsches? You bringing, you banging broads? They're going to line up. I want to have some fun too. Where are you going next? I want to go. <laughs> <laughs> now, 
I just proved my point. But act like you ain't having no fun and they're the fun. They're the source of all your fun. I need you. I want you in my life. I got to have you. I want your phone number. I think we can have fun together. They're going to dry up like the Sahara Desert. They're going to be like, yeah, they want to come and sabotage your fun. Wait, you having fun without me? Oh, hell no. I want to be there and put an end to all of that. See, it's the same principle. So I'm just letting y'all guys know how it works. Running up on them, acting like they're the center of your life is an ignorant game. When I'd start worrying about myself and doing whatever the hell I wanted to do, now all these people want to go on free agent lifestyle missions with me. I want to go. <laughs> to go to do what? All right, here we go. All right, when you get there, you know your face going to be in the pillow. That's what I tell them. And some girls will be like, okay. And some girls will be like, nah, I ain't doing that. Where you ain't going? And the girls that will be like, all right. I'll be like, I'll consider it. <laughs> all right. Shaquille says they mama, the ones hook them up, get money for the family. Oh, um, does that happen? Does that happen, brothers? You think in the community, these young girls, their mothers hooked them up on the game? to uh, get them pregnant and then get the child support money. I've heard stories like that, Communita for sure. I haven't seen many examples of it, maybe some extreme ratchet examples, uh, maybe something that, you know, somewhere on Burley Avenue in Milwaukee, Wisconsin type of stuff. All right, but not across the world, but some do, yeah, you know. They hook them up on game, girl, get them to do this, get them to do that. They provide them with the the, the place to do it going up there. The mom close her ear. The mom be trying to hook up with the young boy too. The mom be trying to hook up with the young boy too. Don't be, don't, don't think I'm lying about that. A lot of moms have um given some peace leave. I'm talking about in lower economic hoods. If you're middle class, not so much, but it does happen there, but it's very quiet as kept. But in the hood, a lot of moms be praying after young men. A lot of moms be praying after young dudes. All right, or they'll be sashaying around young dudes for sure. Yep, that goes down for real, for real. All right, and they'll let their daughters get busted up. They'll let their daughters have older boyfriends, like their daughter will be 13, 14, and the dude will be 19, 20, 21. Yeah, middle class too. Yeah, I mean, it's it goes down. I mean, even in my neighborhood, they had a mom get arrested for that. They had a mom, a soccer mom. She was providing them with little wine coolers and alcohol. The boys would go over, come over there because it was a divorce family. So sometimes the kid was at her house and sometimes the kid wasn't. And so what would happen is when the kid, when the kid would, uh, when the kid would be at the father's house, I knew, I knew the father and his new wife. I didn't know the woman, but when the kids were at the father's house, the boys would come over. Hey, is uh Tommy here? And the mom would be like, oh, come on in and let them play in the little, the rec room with the pool table. And she'll get them some alcohol and be doing what they do. <laughs> it's crazy. Somebody says so-and-so are running trains. I can't say that, but um, some of them boys get their first woman around there. I can't say it. Anyway, only A says, Coach, the nukes would literally be raining down on the boomers and be like Obama was a success and hell, Biden, LOL, anybody but Trump. How's that working out, anybody but Trump? 
anybody's better than Trump. I mean, oh my God, I can't even get into that. That that's gonna start a whole new conversation. But um, yeah, they'll blame it all on Trump. It was Trump's fault. I mean, clearly. But boomers, man. Boomers, are y'all still mad? We'll get in the show with boomer stuff. Fly guy says nothing more fun than when the wife tries to use a kid as pawns when the relationship falls apart. 15 years and four kids. Give me the ring game, coach. 15 years, four kids. And of course, she's going to hide behind. It's the game. It's the game. She's going to hide behind those kids. Yes. Dad, what are you doing? Playing the ring game that he made, which is okay with me. Because he could definitely be fucking bitches right now. And he's playing a ring game in the kitchen. Leave my man. Somebody says Trump stars wars. wars. He was literally about to get nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize. I mean, literally, look. He was about to get nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize. Am I wrong? I think he was nominated. And the and the liberals, the libtards went crazy. Let me see here. Am I wrong about that? Was he about to get nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize? He got nominated. Hold on for a second. So people are like, here we go right here. Hold on. Trump nominated a third time for Nobel Peace Prize. Three times. Three. Three. <laughs> I'm just letting y'all know. It is what it is. You know what I mean? And then the war started off right afterwards. Are you a freshman at the university? No, no. <laughs> you look like no. a freshman. <laughs> Somebody says Obama won. Obama won. And he wasn't even a president. Mm. I was like, how that happen? He wasn't even a president yet, if I'm not mistaken. I was like. Anyway, we don't care about political over here. There's going to be a war. What's going on with Putin, by the way? Anybody talk to your boy? I think he's losing it. <laughs> I think it's I think it's what do they call it when it's um scorched earth? I think it's scorched earth for Putin. And that's what you got to be careful about. You got to be careful about somebody that has nothing to lose. Somebody call your boy. Somebody call your boy. I think he's not having it no more. <laughs> oh, when the tank come watching in. Oh, when the tanks come marching in. That boy about to go cray cray on it. He ain't having it. Whatever they did to him, whatever they did to him, he ain't he ain't having it. <laughs> He's about to be. Woo! Anyway, this will be interesting. The announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. He threatened nukes and all that. Oh my goodness! Somebody get him on the phone. Somebody get on. We're going to find out tomorrow. <laughs> you go find out tomorrow. Yeah, they, they're not telling the full story. Just so you know, nobody has the full story. 
All right, all right. Y'all think I had a, if unless you know the history of what's going on over there, y'all guys act like he just was just over there mining. Everybody was minding their own business, and he said, "I ah, forget it. We'll roll some tanks in." If that's what you believe, you don't have the whole story. I mean, there's been this has been going on for two decades, better part of forty, uh, four or five decades. This is an old story made new. I just want to let you guys know if you think this yesterday, Putin was like, you know what? Let's tear up ish. <laughs> You're wrong. You're on the wrong side of the story. I'm just letting you know you have zero information. All right. If you just think, oh, he's a bad man over there and he just without cause or provocation just went over there, you are out of your mind. You're out of your mind. You better go get some damn history books. All right. Or you better go find a source somewhere. Even it's a even if it's a bad source. Go get a bad source of information, bro. All right. Why would he do this? All right. If that's you, go get a source. And and boomers, make sure it's not the news. <laughs> make sure it's no mainstream news. Baby boomers, and I'll talk to you real quick. The baby boomers watching MSNBC like. What? Just look at the map. The, just look at the map. I know baby boomers don't know maps either. Baby boomers can't even look at a map. Baby boomers think they live in Washington State, and they're like, Washington, D.C. is close. <laughs> they're like, I have to be close to Washington, D.C. I live in the state of Washington. That's baby boomers. Okay, I know you barely know your way around the U.S. map. Uh, but if you want to look at the map over there, the story is self-explanatory. I mean, I don't even know much more than, I mean, I know a little bit more than that. But if I look at the map, I can understand his side. <laughs> I'm like, holy moly. <laughs> hey, man, baby boomers, don't get mad. I went in on Gen Z. I'm sorry. I went in on Gen Z. And I went in on millennials and Gen X women, right? Not the Gen X guys. All right, where are we at here? Shout out to Rational Irrationality. Single moms are in epidemic as a man in his early 30s in shape, medical field job at 60 at, at six figures. I'm a huge target. And I have come to find. I'm a huge target. I've come to nope. find. Well, I don't even think it's fair because that's what you're basically being offered. I think that's a horrible thing. I think that's unfair to men. And that's you. And they're like, well, what's wrong with us? Well, that's not my kid. I don't get it, man. I, I think it's really unfair for men to have to bear that burden. And to be like, okay, I'm 30. I, I do well for myself. I did well. And then 60% of my choice is single moms. To where the point you're like, well, I got to get it from somewhere. I got to have a relationship somehow. Well, if you want that, fine. But let's say you don't want that. It should be perfectly fine for you not to want that and find a way to not get involved in that. All right. I think it's unfair for a guy to actually do right, do his life right, and then have this as an option. That's not fair. Let's be fair. That's not fair to that guy. Stank Master Flex says, Coach, if I knock up a woman it's going to be overseas. All right, shout out to you. I hope you have control over that. Pull out game strong. Das Token says, this is how Angela Simmons is just a poor girl with money 
uh, she elected to be in a struggle all her dad worked for and she ruined it. Well, that's what you have to understand about daughters. Um, you know, daughters are almost to the point like fathers no longer own daughters. A guy can do very well for his family, support the family, provide a model of how the family should work, pay for the kids college, finance everything. And then now because she made a horrible decision, he now has to finance her continually or he provided the, the, the means for her to finance herself. I don't know what she does for a living. I'm pretty sure she makes a good living for herself, but that was provided by the father. It all traces back to the father, follow the money. She wouldn't have been anybody without Russell Simmons, right? So we can all agree to that. I know she probably does well now for herself, but, 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 but that would have never been there if Russell Simmons wasn't run. Not Russell Simmons. Um, I'm giving the wrong Simmons. But Russell Simmons was a part of it. Um, I'm giving the wrong Simmons there. Run, Rev Run Simmons. She would not have been who she'd been. So here's the deal. He provided her with an opportunity to be self-sufficient, and she chose this path. I mean, this is the this is the plight of being a father. Even when you're around, they managed to sabotage themselves. And all in the name of love. Again, love, you give love a bad name. You fall in love with somebody, you do something stupid, you get knocked up, the guy runs, you're stuck with the baby. Now you're playing the whole, you know who else did that? It was Joseph Simmons, that's what I was thinking of. Um, I think that girl from um, Rudy Huxtable did some stuff like that. <laughs> Unbelievable. Why? But fathers be, be, uh, expected. Um, daughters will, your daughters will turn against you, fathers. And I want, this is maybe something that I'll cover. I haven't covered it yet. But I want all fathers to be prepared. I want all fathers to be prepared. Your daughters will turn against you when you least expect it. Your daughters are more likely to turn against you than to be to ride um, um, to ride with you, and you're going to be shocked. As Farrakhan said, it's the shock of the hour. But your daughters will start to become more like their mothers. They're going to bond with their mother, even if you fought for them and provided for them, and you bought them a car and you paid for their college. They somehow will, they will allow their mothers to sabotage them. I want you to listen. They will allow their father because the father will be strict. The father will, you know, be like, look, hey, I'm providing this for you. This is a setup for you. And something's going to happen. She's going to fall in love or the mother's going to fall on hard times. The father's mother's going to say, you don't have to go away for college. Just stay here. Go to junior college. Stay with me. You can save money. And I'm over here. Hey, I'll pay for your whole damn college. I'll set you up. Somehow. The daughter will side with the mama. You know why? I'm going to tell you why. You know why? I'm going to tell you why. You want me to tell you why? I'm going to tell you why. Yeah, Papa, don't preach. I'm going to tell you why. You know why? Because it will be the easy route. It will be the easy route. It will be the easiest route at that time. She'll get freedom 
She won't get nobody raining on her, nobody putting expectations on her, nothing. Reporting back to you, nothing. It will be the easy route. The mom will provide an easy route to self-sabotage her or to help sabotage her. And the daughter will say, shit, I'm going over there. It's the easy route. No expectations, no accountability, no nothing. Guys, they've been doing this for a long time. It's been happening a long time. And uh, yeah, and uh, custody battles have been won on this one. If the dad has a little bit of custody, he will have strict rules. The mom will come over there. Hey, don't you don't want those strict rules. She'll have the daughter show up in court. Hey, I want to live with my mama. Now, some judges know this strategy. But after age 14 in some states, the daughter can speak up for herself. And she'll say, you know, my dad's abusive and he yells at me and I don't like it, blah, blah, blah. I want to go live with my mama. And some judges for a long time have been turning their daughters loose over to their moms. Even when the dad has fought for custody, the daughter has turned against the father. Now, what's going to happen is seven, eight years later, when she don't get off the ground, her life is shambles, a wreck. She didn't graduate from junior college. She didn't go to the university. She messed around and got zero luck in relationships, which most people will between this age. She don't come knocking on your door. Wait a minute. What is this? Hey, wait a minute. How come my brother has this? How come you have this? How come? And she'll come over there to sabotage what you have. Because, yeah, she's going to come back. And then she'll sabotage what you have. And she'll want to just jump in like she jumped out when she was 14. Hey, I was 14. I had this. Why don't you give me that again? Where's that money you were saved for me for college? I'll use it now. Can you watch my kid, little DeRay Ray? Huh? It happens all, or, or if you don't take her in, no, hell no. Blame my daddy. My daddy left me. My daddy, my daddy, my daddy. Guys, this is the story of America. This is biblical. You could probably find something like this right there in the Bible. You can probably do it. A little pickpocket. So it is what it is. My daddy this, and he left me. He didn't do this. He didn't do that. Shout out to Maryland guy, $53 for a plan P pill or 18 years of child support. Well, see, the thing is, you got to get her to swallow it down her gullet. <laughs> Pete Rose says, I'm a nasty boy coach. Took down a little panda bear this weekend. Oh, boy. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Shout out to the nasty boys. Rico Cheeto says, Jada Smith, he made me feel good. Yes, he made me feel good. They're going to do what feels good. This is the plight. This is the actually the weakness of, of women because the world doesn't work like that, right? And But so they operate on their feelings. If you can somehow convince them to not make decisions based on their feelings, solely on their feelings, and look at facts, details, information, evidence, all right, knowledge, understanding, wisdom, if they can make decisions on that, they would actually not sabotage themselves. But they some people can't avoid it. Like, there's famous people that can't avoid this. They can't avoid it. And they'll guilt you out of it. Sure, we should feel like this. It should be like this. Hey, guys, I don't care what it should be. I only go on what it is. What is it? And what's reality? 
I'm not here for a utopia. It should be this, and this is the way you said it, and I don't like the way you said it, and this is when you said it, and it's why you said it, and you're always on me. It's harping me. People can't deal with it. You know why? Because they plugged in. They're lemmings. They're lemmings. You guys will just want to, what's the easiest way? What's the, oh, okay, nine to five, punch the clock. Two days, two days every week uh, off work. You work on Sundays? Yeah, I work on every day. What? Nine to five, plug in, uh, two weeks vacation, benefits. Easy way. And when you don't get it, you're mad. I can't help you because you're a lemming. <laughs> I can't help you. It's one of those weird things, man. All right, shout out to Terrence B. Coach, why do I have to learn this? Uh, why do I have to learn their own? Wait, wait, wait. Why do I have to learn their or that our language is English? Learn their our language is English. He says, if we went to their country, we have to learn their language, correct? I'm sorry, you put there in our. I'm not sure where you're talking about. Why do we have to learn our language is English? I'm not sure what you're talking about there. Not sure. I'm not sure. Richard Ch Rico Cheeto says, stop bringing political. Destroy all simps or destroyer of simps says he is going after the 11 Fauci controlled bio labs. And oh, wow. That I don't know about in Ukraine. The U.S. Embassy deleted all uh, documents about the lab 11 uh, lab, lab days ago. They were going to release a new vi <laughs> and blame it on Russia. Oh, interesting. See, I can't really get into that. I can't really get into that. You always, oh, wait, that's not you. That was somebody else. So if that's true, crazy. Bob Dole says, shout out to Bob Dole, poor Ukrainian president, 40 miles long convoy of armed vehicles and heading towards the capital. Yeah, and the next day or two, it's a Rapsky. And they're going to watch, allegedly, this is alleged, they're going to watch that, that, actor president they're gonna watch that extra actor president get taken out oh my question is that don't delete this comment my question is was that in america our official language is english why do we have to learn their language if we went to their country we will have to learn their language that won't accommodate us i'm i'm confused as to who we are what language where are we talking about russia mexico what do we where are we talking about, Terrence? That's the part I don't understand. Somebody said he's back in D.C. He, he better be in the next 24 to 35 hours. He's going to be hanging. Um, I'm trying to figure out what country. Shout out to Simon Small. Appreciate you, man. Das Token says, isn't Ukraine part of the former Soviet Republic? Yes. I mean, again, you do your history. It was. But even then, there was some conflict even then. You know, I mean, the Soviet Republic was large. So even then, there was conflict. You know, they were a part of the, the Soviet Union. But then there was a portion that was Russian, a portion that is uh, Ukrainian. And they were kind of at odds even then. They were kind of at odds even then. But there's more to the story than even that. There's more to the story than even that. Yeah, Ukrainian was the original capital of Russia. There's, there's a lot going on there. And again, just look at the map. Uh, look at what's going on. Ukraine, Ukraine is rich in resources. Um, 
you know, it's a it's a port of entry to the west of Europe. Um, many of the countries that surround it are in NATO. I mean, there's so much going on there. It's hard for an American. It's hard for an American to even understand and to make these judgments based on the lack of the little bit of information you have, I think is ignorant. Terrence, what are your views on that? I'm talking about the immigrants coming. Okay, I got it now. He's talking about the immigrants coming into our country. I have no problem with them coming. My thing is they should learn. Make Oh, I see. You want them to speak English when they come here. Um, let's see here. What are my thoughts on them having to learn English when that? I mean, that ship is sailed a long time ago. <laughs> I mean, that, that ship is sailed because there's no requirement. That ship is long gone. There were foreigners before foreigners came in after, you know, um, the turn of the century, not the 20th, not the 21st century. All right. The 20th century. Um, there were foreigners that came in and assimilated and they chose to learn the language and whatnot. Uh, that culture is gone. So people that are coming across now, there's no need for them to do that because they can still survive outside of that. Um, and they can still get support, right? They get financial support and a, uh, access to benefits. So there's no need, you know what I mean? They don't have to start a business where they have to interact with Americans and learn the language. They can do it without that. So with that being said, America is, old America is gone. Um, I think old America is really gone, man. I think that whole assimilating us all being one we're all divided into chunks and pieces based on ideologies or religion or um, political ideology and whatnot. I think they want us to be divided. This is just my thought. They would like us to be divided. They don't want us all together as one and, and all that stuff. So there's a portion of people that don't have this requirement for Im immigrants and they stick up for them. You know what I mean? They stick up more. Hey, guys, they stick up more for immigrants than they do some of you people in the community that should be a signal that should be a signal for you I, I i would watch for that they have the immigrants back more than they have some of you guys that have so-called been in this country for x amount of years they have their backs more than they have you and but i think you allowed that you allowed that you allowed that waiting for something to happen that's not going to happen a key I dawu America doesn't have an official language. <laughs> mm. It's hard to say. And I would say this, many of you guys can't even barely speak English. So why are we defending English as a native language to speak? Right? We can barely even speak English now or some form of English. I mean, think of the English that you speak. Many of you guys will take an English class in school right now and fail it. But I would say the same thing about anybody that speaks a language. Doesn't mean you know how to speak it properly or know the where all the commas go and what all the rules are. Necessarily, you would know it inherently, but you wouldn't be able to write it down. Like people in Spanish can speak Spanish, but can't write. So 
it's not out of the norm that that would happen. You know, that's just a part of education. But with that being said, with that being said, um, English is a is the universal language to speak around the world. But that's going to close. That gap's going to close. I think Mandarin, Cantonese, and Spanish will close in on those. <laughs> Spanish, for sure, will close in on the universal language. Uh, if you look at the map, there's a lot of Spanish-speaking countries. All right? Very, a, a lot of Spanish-speaking countries. All right? And then I think after that, then uh, uh, Mandarin will be something else you probably would want to know. But some of you guys struggling with English, English. Some of you guys struggling with English. And I would tell the community one more time. It's might be a rap ski for you guys. They are not helping you out at all. Somebody says, Das Token says the community is useless pretty much. They're going to let you guys sink. Um, and if you want to say they are planning it and they don't like you, yes. <laughs> I agree. I don't think they're much use for you anymore. Other than when they need Biden to get some votes, they come start rounding you guys up and lynching people in front of you. I think they start doing stuff like that because they need you now. In 20 years, they won't need you. In 20 years, they won't need you. I'm letting you know right now. By the, where are we at? 2022? By 2040, they won't have any use for a lot of you. But you did that on your own. I can't even say it. You, 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 you guys let them, again, um, if you keep asking the people who screwed you over to fix the problem, that right there did you in. That right there did you in. All right, and you keep doing it. Well, they should do this and they should do that. And you never once thought, Let's unify together and, and make our own plan. Never once. And then you kept saying, well, they got it and these people got it. Well, they obviously don't want to give it to you. I mean, it'll be a rap ski. So they don't have no money invested towards you. They have no money for programs. They end up giving you the same money. They funnel the same money through the same sources for same programs that end up getting lost. 80% of it goes to administration fees. And uh, people like that dude, Van Johnson, Van Jones, puts it in his pocket. You guys are really just sitting ducks at this point. <laughs> I mean, letting y'all know. I, I wish it were different, but I'm just giving you a Coach Adamas prediction. They don't want to help you. If they did, they would do stuff to really help you, but they don't. <laughs> Young Viking says, I want to know UK English. Why gone? Cause I don't even know what that is. But um, shout out to you, man. Hey, anyway, shout out to the baby boomers. I know you guys took some L's today. I love all you baby boomers. I love the baby boomers. I love everybody else. Uh, I love the community. I love black women. I love white women. <laughs> I love everybody. I love the coach gang. Shout out to you guys, man. Hope nothing offended you today. We didn't even put up what's going on here. Somebody says every time a black leader was slated to make changes, he got executed. So it's inevitable. Yeah, man. And and Martin Luther, never mind. I'm not going to get into it. Read your own book. Any, once he starts, he was doing his thing. But once he started talking about land, 
it was a Rapsky. They was like, oh, no, 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 no. He going too far. They're never going to give you 40 acres and a mule. Forget it. They're never going to apologize for slavery. Forget it. I mean, I know you want them to do it. They're never going to do it. If they would have done it, Obama would have done it. And he didn't do it. All right, come on. They had one in there. He didn't do nothing. So your hopes are pretty much dashed at this point. They literally gave you eight years and he didn't do anything. What more do you want? What more do you want from me? All right, they're not going to do it. They're not going to give you reparations. They ain't barely ain't going to cancel your student loan debt. I'll be shocked if they did that. They might cancel 10, 15,000 of it. They actually canceled $10,000 of it. If you missed it, you missed it. All right. They're going to keep access to welfare. They're going to let you impregnate each other like crazy. They're going to let you out here twerk. They're going to steal your culture. Guys, that's what they're going to do. And that's about it. <laughs> I mean, they're not going to fund your schools. They're not going to teach you how to read and write. Look at Baltimore. They're not going to do it. They have no incentive to do it. You know why? Because they need you. They need you to be right there. Now, the only way around it is to get out. Get out of that situation. Find your way out of that. If you're still trying to save it, you're going to be, I feel bad for you, man. So they have bigger fish to fry. Understand that about presidents. They have bigger fish to fry. Okay, They need you for a vote for now, but they bring it in 2 million people per year. By 2040, that 2 million will turn into 30 million. That 2 million that they brought in will turn to 30 million people of all kinds, types of people and all types of uh, races. That eclipses the black population. That, that doubles the black population. All right, and so you're going to be pretty much useless. And um, if you still are in a, in, a, in a community at that point, it'll be smoldering by then. It'll be smoldering. Um, and you will have missed your opportunity. Young men, this is young men, get out. It's the only way around it. I've been here 46 years as an adult. 12 years. No, I'm just <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Uh, as an adult, some 20 some odd years, I've seen them clamoring. I've seen people try it. I've seen people preach. I've seen people march. I've seen people riot. I've seen I've seen it all, brothers. And it's gotten worse. Look at where we are now. It, it's literally gotten worse. So I would just pray for you. I pray for you guys to really find the American way. Save yourself. Hey, shout out to you, brothers, man. Let's go tomorrow. Let's go tomorrow. We got tomorrow morning. We'll see. We'll stop talking about divorce. Oh, check the PayPal. All right, before we go, check the PayPal. Uh, Who we got? We got your boy. We're going to call you AD. He says, I had a girl with her hand down my pants in the club. I've been MIA for a bit. Oh, wait a minute. No, 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 no. Hold on for a second. What are we talking about here? Pause. And then she gave me her number and triple text me all night. Next day, I hit her up something light. And he says, uh, nothing. Then she, there's still hope, but I doubt it. Hey, man. Clubs, man. look, remember, that's the flirt game, guys. Girls go to the clubs to get you riled up. They're not trying to close the deal after the fact. If you don't get them at 2.30 a.m. after the club, consider it gone. Move on. That's my uh, thing on that one. And shout out to Drew and Pringle. I'll give them their cash app, and then we'll get out of here. All right, Drew says, 
been MIA. My Benz is in a dealership, got in a work accident, been working on other things like TikTok. We going up over there, took your advice on that, winded up meeting a financial advisor at the Benz dealership. Dude makes 500K and messes with my hustle mentality. We had a cigar. When Drew and Pringo about have a Padron with the coach. All right, shout out to you. When are you going to have it? I don't know. Shout out to you guys. All right, let's get out of here. Enjoy your day.